welcome to the Resilient Living Podcast. I am Terilyn Minifield, your host. So glad that you've joined me today. You know, when we talk about being resilient and all things resilient, we are talking about the wisdom we learn by what we deal with, what we overcome, or what we come against. So this podcast is is dedicated to the wisdom that we learn. There's always something, a lesson that we can get out of anything that we deal with. Today, I'm going to talk very um, openly and personally about something that I am actually in the, in the mode of dealing with. And we will call this the accident, my resilient story. So to give you a little background, just a little bit quick overview about me, um, my husband and I share six children. I have two children that live here in the valley with us in Arizona, and we are a celebratory family. I mean, any event, any opportunity to celebrate our children or ourselves, we do. So it's not unusual that we would plan an event for one of our children uh, when it's their birthday. This past September, uh, we asked our 28-year-old son, what would you like for your birthday? And his answer was quick and excited to say, uh, you know, I want to go ride uh, electronic scooters and then go to Korean barbecue. Uh, didn't seem like a hard request. Talked with my husband. We'd be happy to do those things with them. We are those fun, energetic parents that look forward to an opportunity to spend time with our children. So his birthday we met him down near uh, a lake here in Arizona, and we rented those scooters. And as we got on the scooter, I did hear my son mention something about calibration, and he gave me like a, a one-minute tutorial on how to use the scooter. Well, it, it didn't dawn on me about using the scooter or helmet or any of those things. It just was like, okay, I can do this, because I rode a Segway before. And any of you uh, that remember that movie Mall Cop, where he rode the Segway in the mall, um, I, I'm familiar with wearing that, using that. We we did that on one of our vacations. So I thought this scooter wouldn't be anything harder than that. So I got it. I got it. So as we proceeded to ride the scooter, um, my son um, rode up on the concrete. Um, I was next, and my husband followed behind me. And just as we began riding on the scooter, I tried to elevate, go higher on the concrete where my son was, and then I crashed. And I didn't just crash. I yelled out, I crashed, but I then rolled on the ground. And if some of you have been in situations like that, it's almost like you move into a surreal mode because I knew that I had hurt my knee. I looked and I saw that my knee had moved from one side to the other and was hanging off the side of my leg. So I knew um, this hurt pretty bad, and I knew, wow, I'm going to need help. So my husband, who has always been really super good in emergencies, um, quickly told my son to go to a vehicle so we can get a pillow and a blanket, and he also told my son to call 911. So as I laid there on the ground, um, I got the pillow, I got the blanket, and you know, started seeing the emergency team coming over. 
I started to breathe, uh, the type of breathing that you f- would find in like a Lamaze class or any type of yoga class or exercise. I had short breaths coming out because I was in pain, but I think I was more in shock than anything that this was happening. Have you ever been in this situation like that? Have you ever been in a situation where, you know, you had the wind knocked out of you and everything starts to move either slowly or fastly around you? That was what I was in. So as I laid there on the ground, um, basically, you know, controlling my breathing, I had the emergency team come over and they took a look and asked what happened. And my husband gave them the information and um, they resolved that they needed to get an ambulance in order to transport me to the hospital. And, you know, what's so interesting about that time was as we were waiting for the ambulance, uh, you know, you begin to tune into the details of what other people are seeing around you. So I have emergency workers around me. I have my son and I have my husband. And while I'm there on the ground waiting for the ambulance, I heard one of the emergency workers tell the other one, did you take a look at her knee? Did you see her knee? And the other gentleman answered him and said, yes, as if a stern yes to stop the conversation. And you'll notice when you have situations happen like that, that the details of the situation come to your ears or to your senses more than anything else because it's relevant. I knew what my knee looked like. I knew I was not in good shape. Um, but just even, you know, the nerve or the gall of that gentleman to make motion of it, let me know this was a pretty serious um, accident. So as I'm laying on the ground, I hear a voice coming from the distance yelling my name. And the gentleman said, Terrilyn, why are you on the ground? And I actually became comforted by that voice because I knew the ambulance was one of our dear friends. The driver was one of our dear friends that said, man, you should get up off the ground. I wish you would have just come over to my house. So it's amazing again that you hear the details. I felt a a comfort because we knew who the ambulance driver was. We also knew that he was going to be able to administer some medicine to help me with the pain. And he did just that. So they got me into the ambulance. I was able to talk to our friend Um, You know, and again, I found comfort in that situation, and I knew we were heading to the hospital. As we headed to the hospital, him and I were just kind of talking about kids and his children and um, what happened, and he was just telling me, I'm going to take care of you, make sure that you're okay. Um, And I said, okay, I appreciate it. Um, When I arrived at the hospital, the next thing that I remember is being in the room with a lot of medical people around me and my husband to the left of me. And um, I heard the nurse come in, I think it was the nurse, come in and tell me that I had broken my right shoulder, my left wrist, and I broke the tibia on my right leg. And I said, what? Broken? Never had any broken bones in my body. Like, what? And then they were immediately getting ready to take me into surgery to deal with all of what they had talked about. So I remember my husband being next to me and I remember throwing up because of the morphine that I had. And the next thing I remember is waking up in the hospital room. Now I'll pause there just for a moment because we've all been in situations to where, you know, something may have happened and you were in more control of the situation than not. 
But there are a lot of times that you're in an accident or an incident that you have no control over. No control over. And things and people around you are moving faster than you can even comprehend. And that's what's so amazing about resilience. That's what's so amazing because if you've ever been in any situation dealing with anything, there is a grace about how you handle the situation. There is a fortitude that starts to develop within you that the situation doesn't overcome you, that there was enough time and space for me to be able to comprehend what was going on, but not to panic. So I wake up in the hospital bed. And when I wake up in the hospital bed, I start to realize and understand that I no longer have the use of my hands. I cannot make a fist. I can't hold a fork. I can't even really lift my hand to form or meet one another while I'm laying in the bed. I also see on the outside of my leg, I had a, a fixer, and I'm not sure of the technical term, but it's one that they embed in your leg to where it's rod steel to hold your bone together in place until you'll have a future surgery that helps rebuild your leg. All I remember in that hospital was that it was extremely cold and that people were nice and warm and ready to help me with whatever pain level I gave them, but I had no control in the situation, no control. I wasn't able to get up and use the restroom. I wasn't able to feed myself. I was out of control, out of anything that I could possibly do. And what I can tell you that I learned in that situation was that I was so grateful that I had someone else to rely on besides myself because my faith was able to take a step and and really depend on my faith in order to rebuild what was already lost, loss of the independence of what I thought that I had. I was able to lean over into my faith and know and understand that that was really what I needed to hold on at that time because I had no other use of anything else in in my hands, in my legs, anything. So I spent a total of 11 days in the hospital, each day getting stronger, each day developing my faith for more, and each day paying attention to the details of what I didn't have and what I wanted in order to get better overall in my life. Now, I'm so grateful that I have a husband that was there with me. I have children that were supportive. But in the end, it came, uh, it came all about me. It was all about what I could do, what I needed to do in the situation to overcome and get the independence that I was looking for. And more importantly, regain the life that I had shattered when I fell off the scooter. And I'm still in that process right now. You know, I've recovered my, the movement of my hands. I've recovered the movement of my shoulder. Right now I'm in therapy, occupational therapy and physical therapy to rebuild my body. And I would say the biggest lesson that I've learned dealing with this accident is to pay attention to the little things that we often um, oversee or take for granted. You know, the ability to make a fist the ability to be able to use the restroom on your own, the ability to be able to look at someone and and encourage them because of where you are is being a temporary situation. You know, for me and my family and my faith, 
I really had to value what Jesus did on the cross more than what I was going through. That was the lesson that I needed to learn and that I'm experiencing right now. You know, I was telling a friend earlier that there have been more um, light days than there have been dark days because whenever you go through any situation where you are out of control or a physical um, something that you had to deal with in order to, to heal, you know, you could definitely focus on the situation and what you can't do. Or you can make a decision to focus on what you know you are and what the temporary situation is. It's only temporary. Um, it's amazing. It really, truly is amazing, the, the little things that I'm grateful for right now. And so I would definitely just remind you that anything that you go through, it's temporary. It's temporary because of you have to value what was done on the cross more than you value what you're going through. And I said going through, you know, whether your situation is an accident like mine or whether you're going through, you know, a divorce or a loss in your life. There's so many things that we need to be grateful for. There's so many things that, you know, we think that we need that really don't add to anything other than, um, artificial or temporary things to, to satisfy our emotions. You know, resilience becomes a part of your life. You don't have to wait to get the lesson. You can form the lesson as you gain the wisdom by what you go through in order to be able to testify or witness to other people the goodness of what God's done, what God is doing. So, that's what I wanted to share with you. I wanted to share the accident. You know, it's my resilient story. You know, oftentimes here on the podcast, we'll have guests, we'll have people that talk about things that they've overcome. Uh, but most importantly, we all have things that we're going through that we're continuing to build what our resilience really means. And that's what you have to identify. You have to identify that you have the ability, the possibility the capability to overcome these things that are before you. For me, right now, it was this accident. Um, I had some few people that came to me, some of my friends, and said, you know, do you blame your son? That, you know, you were got on the scooter because you were doing it for him, you know, for his birthday. And I said, no, absolutely not. I wouldn't blame him for that. I blame me for that. I blame the accident for that. You know, we can't walk through life expecting that everything is going to be wonderful. But the thing is about being prepared for any accident that may come about your way. You know, I'm grateful that I didn't crush my skull or damage something in my body that couldn't be repaired. It was an accident. And sometimes accidents happen. So no, I don't blame my son. Do I blame God? Absolutely not. It's the grace of God that protected me so that I wasn't hurt any more than what, I, what, I've, what I'm dealing with right now. Do I blame the devil? Absolutely. I blame him just because anything that's bad comes from the devil because everything good comes from God. Will I ever get on a scooter again? I don't think so. Not unless I had the proper training and equipment to ride a scooter. I really don't have that desire to do that. And it's just so amazing that this all happened 
um, as I was transitioning in life, you know, I had just run five miles three days in a row before the accident happened. Do you think that's a coincidence? I don't think so. It's been my lifelong dream to, to be able to get up and run. And three days before I did five miles and now I'm rebuilding the leg that was working so well. It's amazing. It's just amazing the things that we go through. You know, there's so many things out there. There's so many people listening that you have challenges that you've gone through. But that's what you have to remember. They're challenges that you've gone through. So just remember that as I recover, I'll continue to share my story. I've learned so much about people um, and that are disabled, that are in wheelchairs. I've learned so much about people in physical therapy and occupational therapy and just the practice of people that do and don't do more in order to get better. That's what we should be striving for the better, the more in our lives. So I'd love to hear your stories. Reach out to me and let me know what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what questions you may have. You know, this is a community where we're sharing. We're growing together to allow that wisdom to be able to make a great foundation that we'll be able to not only grow from, but to help others. Thank you for listening. <music>